destroy you all. Welcome to a very special edition of Coffee and Combos, the fighting game podcast that catches you up with all the big news happening every week in the fighting game community. I am your host, Tyler, and with me, as always, is the Iori to my Kyo, Carter. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Come on, it's SNK boys. King of Fighters. Oh, I don't play that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I should know that, though. That's true. That's true. You should. We've played King of Fighters before, you dingus. I know. Just forgive me. Forgive me. All righty. Thanks for listening. This podcast will feature a little something different this time. This will be a sort of smaller episode that focuses solely on listener mail because over the long weekend here in Canada, Carter went off and gallivanted around and did... I was at a wedding all weekend. Just just guts were rotten, Tyros. Guts were rotten because you were drinking a lot or guts were rotten just because... Just in general. I think I just have rotten guts. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's a curse. But yeah, we're going to get into the big listener mail episode. You guys have sent in far more questions than I've ever expected. I, when we started this listener mail segment, I was expecting three throughout our entirety, maybe. Mm-hmm. But here we have five. A big old five that we're going to focus on today for this special listener mail episode of Coffee and Combos. Why don't we just get right into it? Let's dive in. Oh, is it starting? First question, it's a doozy. Hey, Tyler and Cardi, love the show. My question for you guys is, what is your opinion on the increasing amounts of guest characters in games, most notably ones that we are paying for with real money, and the amount of responsibility you think companies have to keep at least a close approximation of said character in future titles? I know you guys touched on this a little bit in the previous episode, but it's been bothering me personally now that there are an increasingly more amount of characters that we're paying and increasing amounts of money for them as well. Uh, The skill that we will build up with these characters will eventually cease to really mean anything if a new title comes out and they're, like, not in it. Uh, On the same note, do you think that fighting games that have not primarily had a focus on legacy skill, Mortal Kombat being a big one, should accommodate those who stick with the series, or do you think that the current games-as-a-service sort of model will shield or does shield them from the supposed responsibility of such? Sorry for the long question. Hope you guys have a good one. To all your wake-up supers, Malcolm. Is Malcolm suggesting that Negan's not going to be in Tekken 8? <laughs> because Is Malcolm suggesting that there's going to be a character who uses a weird weapon now well that's that's a fairly yeah i feel like negan's translation is actually going to be they're going to use his moveset for something else i'd say so as well all of that is so transferable they are starting to kind of get more into weapon characters with noctis and negan Mm -hmm. i really don't like it going that way because i think weapon characters are stupid because this is a fist fighting game yeah, martial arts mostly, but not revolving around, like, sword martial arts or anything yeah, like that. Yoshimitsu gets a pass because he's a weird alien. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I've broken this one up a bunch, so thanks, Malcolm, for writing in. First off, do you like guest characters and how much they're popping up in our fighting games? I would say I do, but within reason. I think guest characters should be kept to video game characters. 
Mm-hmm. This one, we I think you've said that before, yeah. Yeah, I and, or maybe like a comic book characters are maybe okay. But it, I, yeah. think, I, I think it has to be within reason. It has to be within the confines of the game. Does that character make sense to be fighting the strongest character in that game? Right. Yeah, as long as they fit in with the roster and universe. When I see Negan fighting Devil Jin, I'm just <laughs> taken aback a bit. Because this guy is just some trailer-dwelling idiot. Well, he's not an idiot, I suppose. Well, but, hey. well yeah, he's just like a big <laughs> oaf who hurts people. And now he's going against like a demigod. I guess on another question, do you like paying for them? Or do you think that guest characters are like a thing that should just be in the base roster? I think guest characters, the that's a touchy one because you can't really do that because guest characters are, they cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that DLC price is paying that back. Yeah, exactly. Because that's like, new assets from a guest character that you can't really pull from from old since we're like really on tekken we'll just use tekken as our base example it's the best example just yeah. because they're kind of they're dabbling in this the most next to mortal Kombat. yeah other than mortal Kombat, yeah so you can't really take like uh an old character's move set from like an old tekken game into a new guest character right it's all, all got to be like mostly new stuff like noctis is like yeah it's all just completely it it has to be based around their exact character because they have to stay true to it because that's the essence of a guest character is how true you stay to them right you couldn't have like geese being kazuya yeah if you had noctis (laughs) in there doing jujitsu it wouldn't make sense (laughs) so you have them fucking making swords appear out of nothing which is i guess cool to some people Mm -hmm. sorry i'm just uh, uh he says that using the character, uh, the skill that we build up with them will eventually cease to really mean anything. So do you think that, like, I play Geese a lot. If I play Geese a lot and he's not in the next game, does that mean that I've learned nothing? No, because... Yeah. Yeah, you're learning the game. You're not learning the character. Mm-hmm. Unless you're at the highest level, that type of shit generally doesn't mean too much and you'll be able to take all that skill you learn from that character transfer it somewhere else you learn so much through learning a character especially with tekken it's just kind of endless how much you can learn just about the mechanics of the game mm-hmm. so you're not it's not like you're losing anything by playing them of course it would be probably better if you just played brian all the time right because you know he's going to be in every single one mm-hmm. and you'll be able to transfer that skill but honestly yeah throughout the majority of your time playing that game, you're going to be learning the game, not so much the character. Uh, especially with Tekken, it would be like spacing or just the general feel of movement. That usually doesn't change in Tekken. Uh, even frame data sometimes, right? Like, And granted, if you're playing that guest character, that means you like that character. Mm-hmm. And if you like that character, that means they resonated with you and it means it worked. So that's that's a success to that character alone. It doesn't matter if it doesn't transfer over. You've got what you pretty much needed from it if that's the character you're maining. Mm-hmm. But Geese and Akuma, I think, kind of specifically are odd ones because Geese doesn't really play like a Tekken character, and Akuma is uh, he's a meter character. Yeah, so Tekken 7 is like the one to dabble with meter, which I hope this is kind of 
I'm not going to say I hope it's their last time doing it. I just hope <laughs> it's done a little differently next time mm-hmm. because it, it just, it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's incredibly hard to do all that stuff, but you're starting to see geese become extremely difficult to deal with because he can get so much off of his meter canceling. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's going to start to become more of a problem I see in, that I'm seeing. But yeah. I think it's, I think they did a great job with both those characters. And I think that Eliza or Eliza or Eliza, right? I think she's kind of shown so. <laughs> that they are playing with meter characters of their own. So maybe they'll continue with it. Yeah, they might keep some stuff. Like uh, straight up Negan stuff, like we were saying before, that'll be kept in like. Absolutely. I Yeah. No doubt. No doubt but, that, like, it's not Negan, but it will be someone with, like, a baseball bat. Yeah, or a different weapon, a mace or some, mm-hmm. like, a baton or a, who cares. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Noctis, that one's not as easily transferred to another character. Akuma is a weird one, though, because he's integral to the story of Tekken now. That's right. He's, like, in the Tekken universe now. He's and he's very much in the Tekken universe. He's... Mm-hmm. Played such a big part in this in the story. He's probably the fourth or fifth most important character in the game now. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, sorry to cut you off. So in the end, yeah, basically, like it's not it's general knowledge that you bring over, even if you're playing with an Akuma or a Geese or anyone like that. Uh, and your second part of your email here, you said, uh, on the same note, do you think that fighting games that have not primarily had to focus on legacy skill should accommodate those? Uh, who stick with the series. So, Carter, do you think if you stuck with Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat 3 and you've been playing all the way up to Mortal Kombat 11, do you deserve a little extra something-something for supporting the brand for so long? Well, I have done that, and I feel like (laughs) I don't deserve anything. Damn. (laughs) Like, it's a... I I get what he's saying in a way, but Mm -hmm. these games are trying to evolve. They're... If it wasn't for them changing it up constantly, we wouldn't get better games. Granted, they've taken some steps back in some places, Mm. but returning to Tekken 7, Tekken's probably in the best place it's ever been. And it has stick to legacy people, like a lot of legacy skill in that game. Actually, that kind of is a huge counterpoint to what I'm saying, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) See, this is where it gets gets muddy. Yeah, that is a very muddy one. This one's tough for legacy players let's get this out of the way because he talks his games as a service as well uh legacy players i think should be rewarded but not with anything insane just like um say i popped in mortal kombat 11 and i have played mortal kombat x for however many hours the game should read my system data see i have mortal kombat x data and then gives me like a reward of like the sub-zero skin from mortal kombat x and that's it See, that, that sort of stuff, like, that's incredible fan service, but I just, I, I would love for that, but it's incredibly difficult to do, I would assume. Yeah, I don't think that it is as simple as, like, you know, just moving one game file over <laughs> like to the other game, but, like, if you keep coming back and buying each one over and over again, don't you think that, like, you should kind of reward them, even with something so small? I honestly feel like the reward that we are, should be getting is some sort of discourse with the creators of these games a little more than what we're getting because 
the people who have stuck with us are obviously the people who are dedicated to it. And I think that's like just improving on iterations is kind of the reward you get or yeah. should be the reward you get for following this and paying for these games because mm-hmm. that's why you like them. But small rewards like that, of course, that would be amazing. But yeah, the biggest issue I see with it is just I find that communication lines have begun to cease between players and companies. Or yeah. Have you seen that? Like I've seen that with Street Fighter. Yeah, so the term is like, especially being thrown around a lot in the video game industry, is transparency. Everyone is calling for uh, development studios or publishers to be transparent with what they're going to do with future DLC or what they're doing with like the next iteration of the game. Just really telling fans like, you know, how the sausage is made. Let me unpack this for a second. Sure, yeah. I'm going to continue on with the games as a service thing. So that kind of implies that the development studio is constantly adding content and shaping the game into something new and exciting or like full, in quotations, to keep your attention for a long time, right? So that you'll stay on that game and spend money there instead of going to their competitors. And I don't think the game as a service model uh, shields them from sort of uh, helping legacy players because I feel like uh especially with mortal kombat 11 they aren't really doing the games as a service thing because they don't have to constantly constantly update i mean they are for some odd reason but (laughs) yeah they don't have to constantly keep adding because the game does that itself with daily towers or uh cosmetics that you can unlock stuff like that games as a service in fighting games i think is very dangerous Mm -hmm. because it locks people out of characters it locks people out of crucial content yeah i don't have like half the characters in street fighter 5 or half the stages yeah and like not being able to go into training mode and practice against those characters essentially you have to buy you have to spend all that money in order to remain competitive Mm -hmm. at a higher level yeah uh do you have anything extra to add to malcolm's questions damn malcolm you really got me Tripping over my words. Holy hell. <laughs> Send us for a loop, dude. I like, yeah, I'm, I know. I hope this has sort of answered your question or brought some perspective into it. But Yeah, that's a tough you know. one. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's really just a... It all comes down to, yeah, the model of modern video games and how it's essentially the way to do it is create a revolving loot box system. Yeah, it's pretty uh, anti-consumer. And they don't have to reward you. Like, it's it really comes down to the developers. That so, is exactly right. And so the only way you can look at it is hope that the next game is better and hope they listen to your feedback. Bam. All right, sorry, Mr. McDowell. That's all we got. Damn, I might have tied it together at the end there, Ty. I think I... <laughs> all righty, moving on. Hey, boys. New listener and already hooked on your channel. I'm a fellow Ontarian, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm studying game development. I'm interested in developing fighting games, hopefully in the near future. I love listening to you guys talk while I work, and I have a question for you. If you could design your own fatality, what would you do based on what Mortal Kombat character or even guest characters? Thanks, guys, and best, Colt M. (laughs) Have you ever thought about this, Ty? Because... Um... I thought about one, like, 
like now. <laughs> yeah. That, so mine, I think, would be Ermax Fatality from Mortal Kombat 10. You know that one? Mm, please uh, tell me how it goes. Where he begins to unravel their guts from their mouth, where he pulls them out. Oh, yeah. And then kind of turns it into a ball. You remember that one? <laughs> that, but it's in the other end, and it's slower, and it's done with a fork. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Who and then is this? The camera, pans, this? the camera pans down, and it's revealed to be falling onto a plate, and then it pans up, and it's Tyler. so i think that's a pretty good one yeah yeah i'd be a pretty good guest character but if it was for me like my (laughs) personal fatality i would probably just like run you over with my car or something yeah that's a good one um mine would oh god (laughs) God. Man, this the one I can't top that, dude. Let's, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, mine would, honestly, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Shit. Oh man. I really think the best fatalities are the ones that have the least crunching and smashing of bones. True. True. Yeah, I really I like think... the ones that are quick, right? Yeah, like the ones that are a little more like, shit. That was crazy. Like, I like um, the punchy one where he pulls the guy's leg off. I was just going to say, mine would be a continuing one. How about you... that Ermac one, but then he pulls it out and just starts whipping the guy with it? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine would be something dumb, like, um, I just panic and start grabbing a bunch of things around me uh, throughout the stage and just start beating the person to death with him. <laughs> then... That'd be good. <laughs> And that's it. Like just picking up <laughs> random knives on the ground, a stone on the ground, just grabbing whatever I can in my vicinity and just And they just kind of live through it. Yeah. And then at <laughs> the end, it's just them like cowering on the ground. It's like fatality. And then it's just me beating them with like, I don't know, like a pan or something. <laughs> Mine would be, I'd just be like keeled over, breathing heavily. <laughs> fatality? <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you could design one for a character for already a char- existing. So for your main, you have to make a new one. <clears throat> oh, for my main? That sucks. Because Sub-Zero, I find Sub-Zero, it's dumb to say, but I find him boring. <laughs> <laughs> you find your main character I boring. I find my That's... main character that I'm best at boring, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, mine's Kano. And Kano, he has a lot, lot to work with. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. I feel like he needed one where he's just knife working because like that's it's I found it so odd that his one's a beer bottle smash and his other one's a headbutt yeah I think it'd be cool if like Kano had one where he like twirled the knife in his fingers and like stabbed and then he said like that's not a knife oh yeah of course he does the crocodile Dundee on him (laughs) see he's twirling a, a little knife in his fingers and it looks menacing and then he looks at it and he goes oh that's not a knife, and he pulls out a bigger one. <laughs> no, and then he does the Liu Kang, and he summons a giant knife from the <laughs> ground, made of fire, and it falls on the guy. Yeah, goes, that's it. That's a knife. That's a that's a uh, knife. Yeah, there you go. Good. Perfect. Damn, that's fucking awesome. So, um, yeah, you can probably put that in your fighting game that you're going to be developing in the mm-hmm. future. Really helped you out. You're welcome. You might get a job in NetherRealm. 
Also, I'm going to say this because I am complaining about it all the time. Carter is a popular name in video games. I, if I looked it up, I bet there's a bunch of characters named Carter, but they're all, be, Are all you probably sure? first-person shooter protagonists. There is yeah. no fucking character in video games that's cool named Tyler. You don't get to put the preface of cool. <laughs> okay, there's no video game characters named Tyler, and it makes me sad. I hope there's a really lame one that you have to stick with. No, it just comes up with Tyler Durden from Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, you can search all day, and it's just Durdens. It's all freaking Durdens. It's Durdens. All Durdens. <laughs> it's Durdens all the way down. Thanks for writing in, Colt. Should we move on? Yeah, that's to let's John keep Malkovich's it going. question. Oh, he's back. He's with a vengeance. Back with a ve- oh shit! Don't say what I'm gonna say, dude. Don't read my mind. I got you. <laughs> Hello, dudes, he says. Something I think really makes fighting games really work for me is sound design. Sounds of the hits are essential in selling the moves weight to me. We have talked about this before, and we'll definitely bring it up. Even more than animation or hit stop, in my opinion. In the same vein, music really helps sell the character's personality and set... Oh, and kind of set the mood for a match. Do you guys have a favorite example of sound or music done right or even poorly? Thank you for the content. As always, John... Malkovich. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I was just going to say Dudley's theme from Street Dudley's Fighter Street 4. Dudley's Street Fighter 4 theme. That's the jam. <laughs> Immediately. So, like, that's intro. That starts off strong. It's so good. It's very underrated, that one. Mm-hmm. Like, the obvious ones are the Guile and the Ken. Uh, of course, we are big fans, uh, as you can tell, kind of from our intro music. Uh, big fans of Geese's uh, stage music or his theme song. Yeah, that one is just just that one's a banger. Awesome. But Tekken Seven sound design for me is a big yikeroony mm. because <laughs> yeah because yeah I I think I've changed this music on not seventy five percent of the stages and I usually like to leave the music because I like to learn to like the song so i get nostalgic for that song in the mm-hmm. next game but tekken 7 if you play g corp helipad i honestly feel like i'm having an aneurysm when it's <laughs> happening it's so invasive and like just overwhelming i was yeah. playing at a, one of our mutual friends place over the weekend we played on that stage and i immediately exited went to the jukebox and turned all that shit off I even find the hit effects on uh, when you block in Tekken, like the sound is really satisfying, but it's not right. Yeah, it's kind of just a gene- a lot of generic sounds across the board. Yeah, it's this. like someone rubbing paper together or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. Some weird. of them, it's very odd. But one that did get it right recently is Dead or Alive Six. I found yes. there the sound of the hits in that game are impactful. They mm-hmm. feel good, although the the sound design outside of that not necessarily the greatest yeah it's just like mediocre right yeah but they just like they got that hit sound that i think is so crucial to yeah to playing a large character especially yeah the big booming smash of like a bass knee to the stomach it's impactful and when it hits the person knows that that shit hurt because Mm -hmm. the game sells it where some games don't get that right and you play a big guy and you feel 
you feel light. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say Marduk really, but his all of his punches, like, they're big swinging, but they're all coming through quick, and they all just go, psh, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't have the same effect as, if it's like, a thump. Uh, I'd say a favorite example of music uh, going back to, I think it's, like, Tekken 4, but it is on Tekken 7, so if you want to find it, the track is titled High School Love, I believe. Oh, um, I have classic. that set as my main menu music. Monday morning always <laughs> comes too soon. It's a, it's a real classic. It's so good. Monday morning does always come it, too that soon. Is, <laughs> ain't that the truth? <laughs> the, I'm trying to think of other like very horrible examples of like character songs that didn't really work. Um, I was going to say I'll the s- bees in my head, but like that kind of fits oh. with how annoying Elena is. Yeah, but bees in my head is a fucking banger, dude. Bees, 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 bees in, in my, my head. head. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's... Is she actually say, is it bees in my head or is it bees in my hair? I think it's beats in my head. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more <laughs> sense. Yeah. You, <laughs> uh, I always thought it was bees, dude. <laughs> You were joking when you did that. No, man. Bees. <laughs> I truly Could thought. Could you imagine okay. her backstory? Just let's ignore my stupidity for a second or my inability to hear <laughs> words correctly. Um, <laughs> I think poorly, recently, the main theme of uh, Mortal Kombat 11 just doesn't do it for me. No, it's very empty. Like, it's dark and ominous, I get it, but it's like, come on, man, add a little pep to your step. It's a, such a silly game, and it acknowledges it's a silly game time and time again. Mm-hmm. Just give just me the give Mortal us, Kombat theme. Just give us the crazy techno shit. Just, yeah. But, like, the 90s techno shit, not the 2008 Tekken-style techno shit. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for writing in, John. <clears throat> Moving on to ye old, ye, ye, ye old Cherm Slurm. Cherm Slurm. Cherm Slurm writes in, he says, I was wondering if you have some advice for sticking to one or two fighting games. Ooh, you're talking get... to the wrong guys. Oh, yeah. That's... Well, you're talking to the wrong guy in me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I often get really into one, and I stick with it for a good month or so, but then a new fighting game comes out, or I find a different fighting game to try, and I end up getting distracted from the first one. I was practicing, rinse, wash, repeat. Thank you, Cherm Slurm. Hey, man, that's just, if that's what you like to do, really. <laughs> like, sticking to a game really comes down to, it's, all that's important to me is that I can beat Ty, Mason, and Nate. That's our close group of friends who play fighting games. It's true. And honestly, I think it comes down to just having people to discuss this stuff with and that you can play this stuff with because whatever your friends are playing or the game is probably the game you're going to stick to. Yeah. If it's just kind of like you and you are like, hmm, I want, ah, see, it's tough. My it becomes advice, very hard to motivate yourself. Yeah. My advice, if you really want to just stick to one or two fighting games, like you don't, you just want variety, choose a 3D fighter like Tekken and then choose a 2D fighter uh, like, uh, I'd say a faster one, like maybe Blaze Blue or Blaze Blue Cross Tag or uh under night yeah like it's a it's it's a weird thing to balance because i we did have that thing where we would bounce around game to game 
constantly. I usually end up on one. And the reason we usually end up staying on one is because I just become so stubborn and insistent we keep playing one. (laughs) So really, I think it comes down to having just someone around you to motivate you to have to beat them because that's what gets me going on a game. Like once Ty beat me with Anna over the weekend, I know like Anna's frame data better than Ty does. <laughs> that's probably so true. So it's I think it re- I think that's the most important thing when it comes to sticking to a fighting game and finding a character that you resonate with. That's the big one for me. Yeah, having a character is huge. I'm a huge character loyalist to Zangief. I'll play him in every game. I'll get every Street Fighter because I like playing Zangief. Exactly right. And then for me, I just like fighting games, so I'm just going to play every fighting game that comes out. Hell, I'll play the new Nitro Blasters Heroin Plus or whatever the fuck that game is called if they come out with it. And see if that's your cup of tea. Do that. But if you have a more refined taste like me and don't play that garbo like ty rude just kidding it's not garbage it might be a good game maybe we'll play it <laughs> but i'm gonna judge it from the name and assume it's trash hope that helps germs learn. <laughs> <laughs> all righty next up sean writes in hey guys it's your boy here i'm a big anime fighting game guy mainly persona for arena ultimax and i was wondering what's your guys opinions uh, what your guys' opinions are on the best and worst that anime fighting games have to offer. Thanks, Sean, a.k.a. Drag. Whoa, this is just going to turn into a debate between me and Ty. What's the best and worst that anime fighting games have to offer? Is this mechanic-wise or game-wise? How about that? For every best, okay. I give a worst. Okay. Is it... Are we doing, like, character style choice? Is this just, like, in the general umbrella of in anime fighters? the general fighters? umbrella of anime fighters. <clears throat> okay uh i'm gonna go <laughs> i know exactly what you can retort with i'm gonna go with um an anime fighters character design is bonkers off the wall and it can be really really cool sometimes character design is little girls <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that <clears throat> that's a fair point it's fair totally fair <laughs> like no one wants to play as platinum the trinity i'm um, sorry platinum mains but some people do <laughs> someone want to play as plat i don't know maybe she's fun i haven't played her in blaze blue cross tag or or blaze blue in general some but she looks really stupid um, we don't talk to those kind of people here <laughs> <laughs> let's see another good one um you know what? It's weird because I actually do play through the story on most anime fighters, and I think if you got into a story on anime fighters from the beginning of day one, I bet that shit is nuts and hilarious and fun. Those I tried doing Guilty Gears, and I could not fathom what I was seeing. It was just so much <laughs> nonsense everywhere, and then <laughs> I just I I think I made it like fifteen minutes in because I was just like, "What is happening?" Yeah, there was like a lizard man. There was I, like I guess a, I don't. Maybe I have to stick it out. Maybe this stuff comes together, and it's like the Citizen Kane of fighting games. In in Exard, you get to learn about Soul's past or something, and the girl he liked. I think Is it, it's like just essentially a movie, right? Yeah, it's like a two-hour-long movie, visual novel kind of thing. It doesn't take long to beat. Did you make it through? Oh yeah. Oh wow. See, I just, for some reason, anime fighting games, I have a mental block with. I can't get past their initial 
pizzazz, if that's what you want to call it. Right. So that's what you say is one of the worst things? I think, yeah, the initial flair of anime fighting games is very... I don't know how to phrase it without offending every anime player in the world. <laughs> so I'm just going to say very niche. Not even niche. Just it's very hard to look at and be like, all right, <laughs> I can get into this. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. There's, it's, they're so mechanic heavy. Their character design for... Right. Mark. Okay. Mechanic heavy. Then I would say, then technically you're saying the the worst thing about anime fighters is that they are not uh, like outside FGC friendly. I'm saying barrier of entry is very high. Right. And I would say that the best that they have to offer is their deep systems that allow you to really sink your time into them. That's true. Yeah. It's 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 really a push and pull. It depends where you stand with that. And mm -hmm. I, I, I do love mechanics. I feel like some games get a little crazy on their mechanics. I feel like there's a there's a certain line that some games step where it's just like, okay, we have too many things going on here. Blaze Blue Cross Tag kind of felt like that at times. Mm -hmm. It's just like they tried to throw everything in the kitchen sink in. But then you can say the same thing with games like Marvel's Capcom Infinite, but that game flopped because of different reasons. Different reasons, absolutely. Yeah. For best and worst that anime fighting games have to offer, uh, lastly, I'll say a game that I think is the best anime fighter on the market right now, which is probably uh, Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear, absolutely. Rev 2, for sure. It's yeah. just incredible sprite work, incredible music. That's another one for John Malkovich, music done right. Amazing music. Uh, incredible character design. Mm-hmm. Bedman. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> Like every character is interesting. Venom, like there, there's something about them, and I find that that is hard to say about many anime fighting games mm -hmm. because a lot of them are cut paste anime characters. You're getting a lot of guy with that classic kind of Seto Kaiba haircut with a sword <laughs> or something. And you're getting a little girl who's like kind of like a princess or something. It's just like those archetypes. I feel like Guilty Gear kind of dodged a lot of them. And I think that's what I found so interesting about it. Yeah. Um, also, side note, recently uh, the first Guilty Gear was released on PlayStation 4. <clears throat> uh, just as like a digital download. Oh, really? uh, Carter, have you seen Potemkin's design in the first Guilty Gear? I have. He is and just no mask, giant dude. Big dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is pretty much the best. And that's because the best that anime fighters have to offer. That is honestly, yeah. Potemkin. They do have they do know how to do grapplers, even though they're always dog shit tier. Yeah, well, they're always usually. Yeah. Except it's always unless harder. you're Waldstein. Unless you're Waldstein, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you're partying. He's the best grappler that anime fighters have to offer. Other than Tagger. Yeah, I honestly, maybe I'm turning on character design in some ways because they do give you the option to go out there cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think there's a a <laughs> limit. <laughs> there's cuckoo bananas at one end of the spectrum. And, and then there's cuckoo, cuckoo bananas, bananas at the, at the whole other spectrum. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for that, Sean. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that was it for our episode. Let's talk about, real quick, game of the month for May, which is Tekken. We touched on it already. Uh, yeah, my Anna is good. Yeah, your Anna's looking looking pretty decent, Ty Rossi. I'm I, almost brawler rank. I have so been close. going through an incredible character crisis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got my, um, what's his name, Marduk up into the orange ranks, and then I dropped it down back to the yellows. <laughs> oh. And then I decided I don't like Marduk anymore because <laughs> oh, this game sucks. <laughs> I think and, if you told this to anyone who played fighting games <laughs> online like you do, they'd be like, yeah, that's just how it goes, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're I've just going to hate I, this character, but then love them, but then hate them. Yeah, I've been doing this long enough to know that <laughs> I'm just going to have a constant love-hate character crisis relationship with every game I ever play. Yep. But, Ty Ross, you said something to me that really resonated. What's that? You said... When I think of Carter in mm-hmm. terms of me, mm-hmm. well, who else would you be talking about, I guess? <laughs> yeah, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, I think King and Brian. That's true. So that kind of, that, that, that hit, a, hit a note that resonated and that picked up Brian again. And it feels like Brian. home. It feels like home. Good old Snake Edge coming in for I the know. win. There's something horrible about him. Something just truly horrible that you can do <laughs> when someone thinks they're about to get you and then you just start fucking orbital healing and snake edging your way. Plus, you got to add in the factor that he has the best and most infuriating ending animation when he wins. Yes, we are also discussing that over the... I guess just today we were discussing that in terms of who has the best win poses, mm-hmm. Mason and I. And I think we kind of came down to Brian, Kazuya, Heihachi, when he slams your face into the floor. That's a Kazuya, good one. When he lifts you up by your neck. Devil Jin, where he force chokes you. <laughs> that one's goofy as fuck. But the very best one is mm-hmm. Armor King. Because Armor King's kind of a good guy. But he just runs up and knees you in the face. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, you've already been defeated. Like, what a smug bastard. <laughs> that one is really good, yeah. Yeah, shit, that one is good. What about the Anna one where she just shakes her boobies that one, at you? That one, 13-year-old me couldn't get enough of that one. Oh, that's a good one. When there was, like, four pixels shaking at you. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Two meter one graphics <laughs> just a triangle and she's, and she's just gyrating side to side violently uh so that's basically where i'm climbing the ladder carter's having a character crisis uh we'll see how it turns out for the end of the month yeah we only have a, f- a couple a week and a bit left a week and a bit left so all right i better settle down <laughs> you better settle down And let's settle this one down. Let's settle down this special episode of Coffee and Combos. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week for more Jihoosie fighting game news. The intro music is done by the incomparable at AM Aeroplane on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Coffee and Combos. You can follow me at TyrossCC. You can follow Carter where? At Carty Combos. 
And our website is coffeeandcombos.com. If you have any feedback for the show, send it to listener mail CC because we'll probably do another episode like this. This was fun. Yeah, I like this. It's it's uh, it's relaxed. Yeah, you know where to find us, and we will see you next week. You win. Perfect.